Welcome to Coffee and an Interview. Today we're here with my wonderful guest, Ed, who is actually helping me learn how to set up the podcast using different software tools. And I realized that he has a lot of expertise that hopefully he'll share with us today as we sit here with that yummy smelling cup of coffee, actually. (laughs) So let me turn it over to Ed. Ed, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. How are you? Good. Thank you. I keep all my secrets to myself because I'm a weenie. (laughs) Every single one of them. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm hoping you'll share a few, maybe not the big secrets, but I'm hoping we can learn a few things from you, um, which I know I already have. Um, I guess the first thing we should do is just get started with learning a little bit about you. Uh, Tell me a little bit or tell us a little bit about yourself and um, your passions right now. All right. Well, um, (laughs) I am a a musician. Uh, I'm a drummer currently. Um, I do a bit of DJing on the side. Um, Aside from that, maybe a little podcast editing here and there probably do it for this one. (laughs) It's all good. Um, But yeah, just that kind of thing. Um, I spend a lot of time in the field kind of uh, getting a feel for uh, the audio softwares, the the techniques for recording, the whole setup and teardown maneuvers, all that, all that fun stuff. It's tiring. It's okay though. It's fine. But you say that with a smile, so I'm not too sure. I like it. It's fun. You recently did something very interesting, actually, which might not have anything to do with the software or the audio part, but I thought it was a wonderful experience. You had an interesting gig not too long ago. That I did. And I heard it's for a big name band. (laughs) That it was. Uh, They won't get mad at me because they don't know me. We were doing uh, lights and and tech and stage building for the Rolling Stones, uh, their recent concert. I think it was the end of their tour. Shit, which tour was that? I don't know. That's fine. (laughs) It was a tour. It was the last one. So the teardown was pretty intense. But it it was a good experience. Uh, I got to see Mick Jagger's butt from under the stage. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. Well, that's an interesting perspective. (laughs) Not one I was expecting to have. (laughs) And, you know, we're talking about music and bands, and you talked about you yourself being a musician and a podcast editor and things of that sort. Uh, I want to know, what is your favorite thing out of this big pot of, of artistic things that you do? The editing, the creation of music, the actual playing on instruments, the working on concerts. What's your favorite? Uh, personally, I think my favorite thing is definitely the the performing side, because I've you know I've been to a number of shows um, either you know doing the the crew work or just as a as a guest or as just somebody just going to see the show. I think the word is patron. The word is patron. Nailed it. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's just an entirely different feeling when you're uh, when you're on stage performing. It's really really scary at first which uh, i'm sure you know everyone gets the jitters um it gets a lot less scary when the house lights are off and the spotlights are on because then you can't see anybody (laughs) um the only the only downside we had was the one time we had uh we did a show at the seminal theater down in homestead okay and the set starts with just drums so it's just me and the rest of the band is still off stage and I'm the only one on stage. I'm like, don't look up. Don't look up. They'll see you. They're going to they're gonna see how scary. They're going to see exactly how terrifying and how scared I look. <laughs> but it, it was fun. It's, it's really good. Because um, once you start playing, the time just goes. 
like we'll we'll start we'll start the set uh we'll have maybe 30 to 45 minutes or something wow and then it'll we'll start the set and it'll just fly by like the set's done and i'm like oh we played and so the whole time you have no idea who's in the audience i have no idea <laughs> no idea i always wonder about that in those lights i get surprised when we see them after the show because a lot of the time we do get to you know uh, stand outside and, and mingle with everyone else uh, before our set at least up until there's maybe one or two bands before us and then we have to go backstage and kind of get ready but i love finding out who's at the show after or the ones who will uh, message me online or, or text me like hey that was a great show i'm like you were there <laughs> i didn't know you should have said something that kind of thing i love that so how long have you been performing Ooh, that's a that's a tricky one because with the band it's been about seven years now okay. but i did a lot of uh, a lot of drumline back in high school so we uh, that's considered performing i guess but yeah we did a lot of that so i guess adding on the drumline years that's 11 years now and uh it's been loud the whole time <laughs> <laughs> drums i bet drums and drumline it's oh man I started off as a cymbal player back in high school, and that was the loudest thing. <laughs> Plus, um, we were all a lot uh, a lot darker in high school, like visually darker, just because we were outside all the, time. all the time, marching, so hot drums and hot cymbals. <laughs> not the best mix. <laughs> no, not in, not in South Florida. Definitely not in South Florida, but it toughens you up a lot. <laughs> and uh, you started an interesting segue because you brought us back to your high school experience with Drumline. Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, um, you know, how did you learn to play the drums? How were you inspired? And how did that experience with Drumline in high school help you? Well, when, uh, when I was younger, the first thing I started doing was guitar, actually, which I have uh, back in my room. Uh, get, probably gathering way too much dust, admittedly. But um, I started with guitar um, just because I had a, a really big interest in music. The arts in general, I get that from, from my parents. But for drums, I remember very vividly back in high school, uh, my freshman year, I was sitting down just watching the drumline practice. And their instructor, who was a good friend of mine to this day, he just goes, hey, kid, you want to join drumline? And I was like, okay, sure. <laughs> And it's all downhill from... No, it was, it was amazing. It was such a great experience. And the, the rudiments and all the things I learned back in drumline still apply for my drumming now, even though now I have to use my legs more than drumline. <laughs> Not just walking yeah, in the drumline. Now, now I actually do the opposite because now I just sit and it's great. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about um, how you learn to work the software and really take your talent to the next level in terms of music, we were talking earlier before we started the recording about some experiences with certain individuals who taught you things and maybe one who didn't like you at first and you made sure <laughs> that he liked you at some point. Oh, I got him for sure. And I, <laughs> I thought it would be interesting for us to learn what, you, what those experiences were and what were the takeaways, especially for those of us in education. Right. Um, well, I went to, um, to Miami-Dade College, which was a, it was an absolute delight. I, I can't complain. I can complain. Yeah. But <laughs> I can complain just because when I started, I actually started in culinary back at, in, in Wolfson. And then I switched over to music when I realized that 
during my classes in the kitchens, I would always get an extra an extra pot or something and put my phone and play music during class. And my professor was telling me, or my chef professor person, uh, Professor Schlossberg, he said, uh, you might be more suited to music. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. And I switched and it was uh, the best decision I've made for sure. Um, when I switched over to music, you know, I went into the theory side, which you have to because that's the most important thing you have to learn. Even if it doesn't make sense, it still doesn't make sense. <laughs> I'm still winging it. But that's okay. I don't have to know what a B-flat seventh is when I play drums. Okay. So we're good. But, you know, it helps, um, you know, learning structure. And especially my my personal interest is the history. And then I, I made sure that I took classes for the recording side, um, all that stuff, all the setup. Uh, trying to learn the different softwares like uh, Reaper or or Audacity or Pro Tools. Pro Tools we used a lot. That's kind of the uh, the interest the industry standard for that kind of thing. But um, yeah, I learned a lot of it from two two specific professors. One of them being Dr. Rose. Uh, Dr. I believe his first name is Richard. Richard, yeah. Richard Rose, and then uh, Professor uh, Stephen Quincy, which uh, hi Dr. Quincy, I seen you. I seen you. He didn't. He didn't like me very much at first, but I, I made sure to change that because I kept taking his classes over and over again. <laughs> it's like a, a stalker in the classroom almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. He. Uh, we 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 were at odds at first, and then um, I guess once he he saw that you know I'm here to stay, I'm here to you know get the job done and really really buckle down and learn. Um, then he kind of eased up on me a little bit. But it was it was a. Definitely can't forget that experience. That was, oh man, because the hours for for music stuff it's very uh, very fluid, mm-hmm. but it's at least it's not you know it's not culinary hours. Because I remember having to do events. Uh, I think we did the the book fair, the one at Wilson. Oh yeah, really I worked the book fair every year. Oh man, we did the catering for that, and I remember leaving the house at five o'clock in the morning and coming home at six o'clock the next day and i was just i i remember saying like oh i never want to do that again and then i did it again last week for the wrong <laughs> stuff did the same thing so. well miami book fair always has great food in the hospitality suite so oh, thank so you fun. for that <laughs> yeah thanks professors on that one those it's weird because they were professors or are professors but they would ask us to call them chef instead so it would be Chef Eric for for one of them or uh, Chef Angle. I remember we actually, I think we met, I think we met Emeril in our first semester because he came by wow. once to the to the kitchens up top uh, by, um, shoot, what was the restaurant called? What's the, what's the restaurant called? Uh, Tuyo, the Eggs. top floor, yep, yeah. Tuyo, that's the A one. floor restaurant. Because mm-hmm. he came by because we had to do uh, some hours there. And I lost it because I had watched him on TV for years. And I saw him there. I'm like, wait a minute. He's a person. Did you take a picture for your mom? No. Oh. No, I don't think we were allowed to. That's too bad. She would have loved that. <laughs> that would be crazy. So uh, so it's interesting. You have this story about uh, go- taking culinary courses and um, and then realizing that you really should be in music, in a music program. Mm-hmm. Uh, what motivated you to go to culinary in the first place? 
Well, I I always loved cooking. Um, that's something I would do a lot, especially with with um with my dad. I remember we would do actually we still do this. We love to make um for special occasions. We'll make a pepper steak and yellow rice, mm. and I would always help my dad prep the food. And then we'd eat half the steak before we was re- before we were ready to serve it. We're like, ah, whoops. I would do the same because <laughs> it was so it was so good. And when I I did that for years and years, and then I realized like this is something I kind of want to do. Granted, not as a professional. Now I know, but you know, it's it it just became like a, a fun a fun hobby to have and that kind of great great experiences. And yeah, now I can just do it on the side, which means well, you know when whenever we get to go on tour with the band i can just meal prep a ton of food Mm -hmm. and we'll be set and you'll be the the most popular person on that tour bus (laughs) (laughs) it's good both uh myself and and our lead guitarist marcus he also makes phenomenal food so we get to cook together that's always fun the other boys not as good as cooking not very good i think you're the first person who's really uh brought music and culinary arts together to make sense for career paths because i realized and that's some of the things that i i I got out of um out of my courses in college was if i'm gonna go actually i had one assignment where we had i think it was from dr rose we had to plan out an entire tour like budget it though all the logistics how it would cost you know get a get a van get a crew if you need it like that whole thing booking venues um so that was one that we had from him another one was to uh which is one i'm actually hoping to do soon we actually had to set up and plan an entire recording studio so we had to look online for warehouses um you know the kind of rental space uh and then try to figure out how to manage and set up the room and do all that stuff get all the equipment and then the kicker was he said you had to keep it under 10 grand and i kept it under five wow I'm like we got this because <laughs> you just you gotta you gotta learn uh some of the shorthand and some of the shortcuts especially when you're when you're in your 20s and money isn't easy yep ever. and that that hustler new york side of you came out in, oh, in that project there right i needed that, corners. <laughs> I needed that. <laughs> so i i very interesting you talk about your courses and uh, most people think, oh, courses are boring in college. You just sit there and, you know, write about things that relate to your career. But everything you've shared has been very practical and very useful if you are going to go into some type of music career. Can you tell me more about that? What was your experience? And, and do, you, do you agree that this was a much more practical perspective? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I made sure because one of, one of the things I did you know, before semesters when I'm kind of planning out uh, what classes I want to take and that kind of thing, I looked what would, you know, satisfy the credits that I need to take anyway, but also be, you know, very relevant as to, you know, what I would need to do. So some of the courses that I, you know, that that uh, are taken normally are the ensemble ones, which nothing wrong with that. Uh, those are fine, um, which, you know, it helps because you want to be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, you want to be able to, you know, be able to play and work with other people, mm-hmm. especially people you don't know, and then you, you're going to have to know them. But, um, yeah, you get a lot from from that. But I made sure that I took the music business side, which was completely was just invaluable. You need you need to know that. Um, 
which I'm not sure how I managed to make this one work because I took music business one and three in the same semester. And skipped two. <laughs> I don't know how I made that work. I have no idea. It was weird because like Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays I had music business one and then Tuesdays and Thursdays I had business three. <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know how I made this work. Actually, I know exactly how I made it work. I had two amazing professors. I had uh, Dr. Kaye and Dr. Rose and those gents... I call them gents. They were, they're incredible. In fact, Dr. Rose, his, um, cause he has a, a Fender bass. I think it's a P bass or, or a P body. His bass is identical to, to my bass tattoo. Like the setup is exactly the same. The pickups are the same. And I didn't know that until I saw him perform for his last lecture. And I saw him like, that's, he's playing me. <laughs> that's me. Well, it sounds a little different when you say it that way, but well, I get what you're saying. <laughs> and then um, with Dr. Kaye, man, I love Dr. Kaye. It was funny because when I had his class, I was also the only other person whose name was Eduardo. And we both go by Ed. So we would just get coffee after class and, and hang out. And he actually, there was one day he had to cancel class the one time he did. He said, oh, I can't make it. I'm having breakfast with Gloria Estefan. And I'm like, what? How did, how did you do that? How did you? He just knows her. He just knows her. And it's funny. I saw Gloria Estefan. I met. I saw her one time in person, at what was previously called the Sun Life Stadium. Now it's the Hard Rock Stadium, which is funny because I was just there last week for the Stones. So I walked in and I looked at her. I'm like, this seems really familiar. Oh, that's right. Gloria Estefan stepped on my foot here. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, now now you have a story to share. Yeah, I told him that story, and he was he was cracking up. He t- he told her that I'd mentioned that story, and she doesn't obviously she's not gonna remember. But he he said uh, to her, he's like he very much remembers. <laughs> so I've got that one under my belt. And there you go, you got to work on the set for Rolling Stones, and you got stepped on by Gloria Stefan. That's uh, that's more than most people get in a <laughs> lifetime, for sure. That was a that was a big one. What were some um, other um, tips, tricks, insights that you were able to pull from your courses to help you move forward as an artist now, as a musician? Uh, you talked a lot about your professors and some practical things that they gave you in class. What else did you get out of your experience that you feel has helped you be a better musician, at least from the business side, not just the music side? So both. Let's look at both, the, the music and the business. Well, I think the biggest thing I got out of it was, um, you know, aside from the practical skills, that's one thing, but being able to just manage time, that's the hardest thing, which, you know, everyone, we all learn it um, in our first semester when you think, you know, you just get out of high school and you say, oh, you know, I'm used to getting up early for for classes. I'll take an 8 a.m. class. And then it happens in college and you realize that was a terrible mistake and you should never do that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Except all the music theory classes are at eight there's no choice you just you had to do it which i kind of i mean i understand it why it would be so early because like that's that's a commitment and you need to be able to do that Mm -hmm. because you know uh you can get call times for shows at any point you can have i've had gigs in the morning midday which are the best ones (laughs) and then evening i've had some i've had one gig i've had a couple at churchill's uh in little haiti where 
the show starts at 7 p.m., but we're not on until 2 a.m. Wow, that's a church? No, no, church is, is a, oh. it's like a, a bar. Oh, that church. Yes, I yeah, do know that one. the best one. <laughs> no, I, I, love, I love that venue. That's, we're, we're, hopefully we can play there again soon. We're trying to work that one out, but we, we've done that one a couple of times. That's a great, it's a great venue. Uh, you know, thankfully, uh, oh, another really, really great thing that I've gotten out of these classes is just, you know, it's the people you meet because when you're out working in the field, you're going to have to get connections one way or another and you'll get it through these courses sometimes you'll get it just from word of mouth from your professor so you know i've i've worked um the sound oh my goodness the soundboard at miami dade is the biggest most insane soundboard i've ever worked on in my life like it's you can't like i'm i'm a tall guy i'm about you know six six one and full arm span i can't reach from end to end on that thing and that's like a 10 million dollar soundboard for and students they i can't believe they let us use that <laughs> but that came in handy so much especially last year while uh while i was in new york for a while because i actually did a little work at uh at carnegie hall mm. and they had the same soundboard and there are a couple of interns that you know we're all new people so they not expect them to know how to do really anything and i'm like oh actually no i've worked on this plenty of times i know exactly what to do so i got to you know run the house uh the house board during some performances and that's that's my favorite thing to put on resumes i got to work in carnegie hall that's impressive yeah i get carnegie hall and the stones i'm i'm good now I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay now so those are two career highlights but what i'm seeing is that you're gonna have many many more coming up oh i hope so <laughs> i hope so so tell us, what are you working on now? You had all this practical experience. You got a lot of lessons and mentorship mm -hmm. uh, in your college career. Uh, you have, again, that practical hands-on experience with a couple of different shows and stages. Uh, and you are working with your band, and you might be cooking for them on a tour bus at some point. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. Well, where are you going, and what's next for you? Hopefully, hopefully you know, we can keep booking shows we're we're putting out music um we should have an album very soon we put out a single recently as well um so you know it's kind of garnering a little more attention and i'm thankful that we're getting new fans and more support from every show which is really really helpful because <laughs> just just word of mouth is is a godsend in this field for sure i mean it has to be because it's it's music so you can't you can only describe it to people so well that they're gonna have to hear it which uh i hope they do <laughs> but um aside from that i'm doing work um you know i'm doing work with the band and i'm also actually currently writing music for a, a video game that a friend's uh, developing which is really fun that's a real challenge because i've never had to do that that's a new experience. yeah i'm used to you know taking a long time and we made you know, an album's worth of songs, and now I have to do like 30 tracks, and I don't know when it's going to be ready. <laughs> 30? More or less. It's just because we need to make all the all the different stages, all the different character music, all the sound effects. So like when a character talks, if you're not having voice acting, like the actual like little do-do-do-do-do, that kind of thing. So I have to make all those, which I'll probably do today also. <laughs> but knowing me, I'm going to have to do it at 1 a.m. because that's the best time. Uh, I see that there's no sleep in your future. No, not really. No. 
I mean, I get to take advantage of that being in the mid mid twenties, which is weird because now I'm in my mid twenties. Huh. I think you're starting I, to realize your true age right now. I, I see that facial that. expression. <laughs> I mean, I tell people I'm secretly forty, but <laughs> it's just because I look tired all the time. That's fine. I think that was one of the first things I said when I came in, huh? <laughs> I think so. Oh my God. Well, that's the life of a musician. You're working hard and trying to move forward and really um, trying to do what you want to do with your talent and, and getting that out there yeah. for others to enjoy. Doing uh, doing the best I can with it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, at the end of the the way I look at it is, you know, hopefully the money will come down the line. That's fine. But as long as I'm still having fun doing it, that's that's what I'm trying to get out of it the most. Which I am so far. Seems all right. Yeah, and you seem very happy doing it. I seem very tired doing it. <laughs> yeah, no. And definitely. we're back to that. That's why we have coffee during these sessions. <laughs> Is it true? Oh, I just finished mine. Uh, I'll well, get more later. That's fine. It's good timing because you brought up a, a really nice point. You shared um, something now with our audience members, and I was thinking about uh, lessons or tips additional lessons or tips that you can share. One of them you just shared was about your, you love doing what you do as long as it's fun, right? Mm -hmm. And the money will come later. It's important to have fun in doing what you're doing with your life. What, what else could you give our audience members in terms of advice or tips? Well, aside from, you know, taking whatever courses that you should, you know, really take uh, in, in regards to this field, forums online are a godsend they are a total godsend when you want to get you know anything <laughs> like oh i don't know how um i don't know how to do this specific thing recording wise let's look on a forum there's 95 billion other people who are saying i also don't get it someone help and someone does so it's pretty good um i think geez one of the biggest things is just managing um, managing your time and managing social media stuff because that's so important nowadays, unfortunately, which is weird because I just deleted all mine. <laughs> I just got rid of all mine. The personal one. Yeah, that's just yeah the the business stuff we keep we keep that up and running, but my stuff I keep that to myself. But that's fine. Um, yeah, just uh, just uh, watch your time because time is very limited. You you know there's only so much of it. So many hours in the day, but it'll fly by when you're having fun. So you're, you'll be, at the end of the day, you'll be fine. No, not too much to worry about. Okay. Well, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to enjoy a really good smelling cup of coffee <laughs> and answering some, what might have seemed like random questions. Nah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> about uh, your life and your career and, and the experiences that got you to where you are today. And also for sharing that advice with our listeners. I, we all truly appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> so uh, this is it for us for this session. Thank you for joining us for Coffee and an Interview. If you have any questions, you can always uh, email us at info at coffeeandaninterview.com. Uh, and again, uh, you'll have an opportunity to uh, share comments via the website, coffeeandaninterview.com, and to listen to this episode again or other episodes. Thank you and have a wonderful day and enjoy that cup of coffee. <laughs> Take care, everybody. <laughs>